Hello, this is Curtis Edwards, Vice President of Investor Relations at Hudson Investing. Are you ready to start building your multifamily portfolio? Kent and I are excited to announce our newest deal in Spartanburg, South Carolina. This 157-unit property offers a unique chance to acquire a B-class value-add property for just $120,000 per door. This is well below replacement costs. De-risking the deal even further is a favorable loan assumption with over six years remaining at 3.73% fixed. With 50 economic development projects underway and 70,000 jobs within a 20-minute drive, the South Carolina upstate region is primed for above-average job, population, and rent growth. Don't miss out on this exclusive deal. Find the link in the description notes to learn how you can invest. When you're attracting or speaking to investors in foreign countries, and Canada's included in this because even though it's so close, people don't realize how very different Canadians are in their way of thinking, in their way of investing, in their way of making decisions, hmm. slow, more conservative. It's a different mentality. And sure. Being a dual citizen and coming from Canada, I can tell you that it is very different. Canadians mm -hmm. are different. They call me the Canadian whisperer. But other countries <laughs> are even more different. And what that means is you have to speak a different language to them. Welcome to Right Around Real Estate, the show about how to passively invest like a pro. On each episode, I interview real estate experts who give their top investing advice, strategies, and tools. And I break down their insights into practical steps to avoid the pitfalls and make better investments. I want to help you passively invest like a pro. This is Ritter on Real Estate, and I'm your host, Kent Ritter. Hello, fellow investors. Welcome to Ritter on Real Estate, where we teach you how to passively invest like a pro. Today, my guest is Lauren Cohen. She's the founder of eCouncil Global, and Lauren is a serial entrepreneur. She's an international lawyer, realtor, and foreign investor expert. She's originally from Toronto and now lives in South Florida. Lauren is also a best-selling author and sought-after speaker, and she launched her podcast, Investing Across Borders, in late 2020. Lauren and her turnkey team believe in overcoming obstacles and navigating global expansion for business owners and real estate investors, while providing access to unique passive income solutions. Lauren's overriding goal is to help her clients navigate the path to invest, live, work, and play across borders. Lauren's superpower rests in paving a path to immigration visas through real estate investments. Lauren, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Kent. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited to talk to you. Yeah. So your, your topic is very interesting, not something we've really talked about on the show and, and something that I admittedly am not an expert in by any means. So I'm excited to chat with you and understand a little bit about what it takes to invest across borders or maybe even have investors invest with you across borders and vice versa. And so really excited to dig in. But before we do, why don't you give the audience a, a little bit of a background and tell us about who you are? So I'm originally from Toronto a little bit north of you, probably a little bit east, right? Yeah. And I moved here. I've been in Florida for 20 years, and I have been a lawyer for longer than that. And I'm a lawyer both in Canada and the U.S. I'm also a realtor. And I have been working with investors from literally all over the world for at least a couple of decades, helping them pave their path to immigrate through real estate and business investment 
and invest across borders, and not only in real estate, but also in other businesses. But real estate is always the number one investment path because everybody wants a piece of real estate, and rightfully so. And even when the market goes down, we know it's going to come back up. And certainly through COVID, there's been some interesting changes, but the market here is super hot. So I've been doing this for a long time, and my role is to kind of be the concierge, the one-stop shop, the quarterback, the handholder for all of what a person is doing in their investment portfolio, in their investing career, creating strategies to help them access passive investment, let's say, or access passive streams of income as a realtor. And I love, love, love what I do because it really gives me a chance to impact people on multiple levels. Yeah, well, that's cool. I can definitely tell you're passionate about it. So that, that's awesome. I can feel it coming through. So what drew your interest to this particular topic? How'd you get started? So I've been a lawyer for a long time and I worked in-house in a corporate setting for many years. And I had some career challenges because I have my law license from Canada and Florida has an issue with that. And so I found another avenue. And then my then husband was actually deported on the way back from our honeymoon. Oh my gosh. I was not in immigration at the time. It was beginning of January 2000 or February 2007. And I was not in immigration at the time. But it actually was the straw that caused me to go into immigration. I had some interest in it. And then he was deported. It was a whole long story, but needless to say, he's, we're not married. That's not the only reason, believe me. But anyway, it was a very interesting experience, very, very harrowing at the time, of course. And I had been writing business plans for several years. So I, being an immigrant myself, I kind of just put all these pieces together and started being a business expert for other immigration lawyers in the business immigration space. And then because I got my real estate license and I grew up with real estate and I've always been interested in real estate investing and have done some myself, of course, I kind of just put the pieces together and created this signature program called How to Immigrate Through Real Estate. And I help people invest from every country into the U.S. and into Canada and create strategies and structures around those investments so that they don't get caught you know, with the tax bill or a legal bill or all these other bills that they don't need to deal with when they're trying to make money from real estate investing. Yeah, very interesting. So your your then husband gets deported and that kind of kicks off this this passion for immigration. I, I can imagine that was uh, oh, yes. quite the experience. So luckily you had the toolkit to to deal with it and you developed a business out of it. That That's amazing. And that's why my book and my, my nonprofit are both called Finding Your Silver Lining. The book is Finding Your Silver Lining in the business immigration process and the nonprofit is finding your silver lining because there's always a silver lining through the clouds of everything. You just have to find it. Absolutely. Very cool. So, so you mentioned the, the topic of like immigration through investment. What does that mean? So lots of people want to find ways to immigrate mainly inbound to the U S but also outside of the U S but let's talk about inbound to the U S because all, most of your listeners are in the U.S. and so they have projects and they might be able to have people not passively in order to get a visa. You need to be actively involved in running a business. So it's kind of turning a passive real estate investment into an active business, which is kind of where I come in. That's my power is figuring out how to develop that strategy. And when they're running an active business involved in multiple doors and, you know, 
actually managing it as a business and Mm -hmm. renting properties and holding properties and selling properties and, you know, maybe Airbnb and other kinds of avenues, commercial properties, apartment buildings. Sure. So in, in those ways, there are paths to immigration visas through real estate investing. And that's become my signature program because everybody's like, what? Like I just got off the phone with a woman in Mexico and she said, well, I was reading that there's no such thing. You can't get a visa through real estate. Well, you can, Mm -hmm. but you can't do it if you buy a single family home or you buy a couple of, you know, doors and just unfortunately passively invest. You have to be running it as a business. And that's the key differentiator. Gotcha. So, so is that the crux of it? It sounds like it. Real estate, maybe it sounds like is is one of the most common ways people do this. But the idea is you have to be running a business in the U.S. And if you're doing that, then you can you can apply for immigration or, or you can get get to the next step. It's a little more complicated than that. And real estate is only one of many avenues. Like people buy franchises, they set up restaurants, they set up tire stores, they you know, develop businesses, they set up divisions of their foreign businesses. So there's all kinds of avenues. Sure. But for a lot of people that love real estate investing, there is also a path to immigration. As a matter of fact, I'm doing a mini course called 10 Steps to Immigrate Through Real Estate. Eight of those 10 steps are applicable whether you're immigrating or not, because you still need to set up your structure. You still need the cross-border tax guidance. You need the asset protection guidance need all of these critical elements to make sure that your structure is sound and that it's going to hold water in your home country as well as in the U.S. Gotcha. So in, in my my day-to-day, what, what we're doing is we are buying large apartment buildings and we're syndicating them and we're bringing, we're bringing in a limited partners for the equity on those deals. Is that a situation where these things connect and we could, we could bring in investors uh, internationally or, or is that a situation where that, that's too passive? So you can bring in investors, certainly, but it won't be a path to immigration because it is passive. If they were involved as the manager of the apartment building and they were the general partner and actively involved in running the business and had a 50% interest, which is a requirement as well, then yes, it could be a path to immigration. But that doesn't mean that foreign investors are not a great potential JV and other type of partner for you in the passive investment world, because lots of foreign investors don't have any interest in immigrating, but still need to or want to invest in US real estate. Sure. Okay. So if you're trying to attract international investors, I mean, I mean whether it's passively or a far more active thing, I mean, what's different if you're trying to, to attract someone internationally versus someone that, that's in your own country? Very different. When you're attracting or speaking to investors in foreign countries, and Canada's included in this because even though it's so close, people don't realize how very different Canadians are in their way of thinking, in their way of investing, in their way of making decisions, Hmm. slow, more conservative. It's a different mentality. And being a dual citizen and coming from Canada, I can tell you that it is very different. Canadians Mm -hmm. are different. They call me the Canadian whisperer. But other countries are even more different. And what that means is you have to speak a different language to them. Mm -hmm. So you can't go to a Japanese investor and talk to them the same way as you could somebody in Wisconsin. Okay. And if you do, that Japanese investor is going to look at you like you have, you know, horns or something, right? Because they're like, what are you talking about? Subject to, okay. Subject to is a common way to invest here in the U.S. In other countries, other than Canada, which has it in some places, most places don't even know what that is, have never heard of it. They're like, you can assume a mortgage without 
having to qualify for it, basically assume it, not if not really, you can take over that mortgage and you don't have to qualify. And how does that work? And what are you talking about? Which mm-hmm. is going to be a big area going forward once forbearance ends, right? After COVID. So, sure. so it's just about knowing who you're talking to as a multifamily apartment building developer or investor, you're going to talk to them differently because what you want to do is find a way to appeal to them that's going to get them maybe to that path to immigration as well. So it's not only like, oh, Joe, we want you to invest. Here's the the opportunity. Here's the ROI. But also the other ROI for you is you may be able to qualify for an immigration visa. So let's see how that discussion goes. Gotcha. What does it take to to hit those marks to be able to, to qualify in that way? So if I'm talking to an investor in the example you just gave, what would I be telling them would, would need to happen to be able to qualify from that, that immigration standpoint? So do you want the smart ass answer or the other answer? Let's start with smart ass and then, and then maybe Come we'll back it up. <laughs> Come to you. All right. Perfect. The smart ass answer is I have a solution. Talk to Lauren. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and actually it's not even only the smart ass answer. It's also the smart test answer because the truth is if I arm you with, which I will with some basic information, it's kind of like I'm doing a course next, next week, as I mentioned, right. and the course is going to make you armed and dangerous, but it's like anything in law. You can give you some tools and some information, but at the end of the day, we, you need to bring in the experts, which is going to be one of my tips I share with you later. But the reality is that it's kind of like you have to look at the opportunity. You need to invest in at least five or more doors actively running it as a business. My general guideline is between 150 to 200,000 out of pocket investing in property of about 750 to a million. And these are my numbers. These are not government numbers. This is my take on it. And by the way, I'm not giving legal advice, just saying. (laughs) Yeah, everyone. And then it's taking that and seeing how that fits into your structure of your business. So for some, I might say, and this might work for some of your investors, they want to invest passively, but maybe they want to buy a property management company and run that as their business, as their path to immigration. Or maybe something, another complementary business like electrical contracting or the home stereo systems or whatever. So it's all about creating a strategy that works for that perspective in immigrant and investor and figuring out how to make that a win-win for your investors. Gotcha. No, I appreciate that. I understand. Yeah, it's obviously a very complex topic, but at least like you said, a, a little bit, a little bit more education and then just enough maybe to be a little dangerous. So that's very helpful. So what are other things that we need to be considering? You mentioned taxes, you mentioned asset protection. I mean, what are some of the other things that that we need to be considering whether, you know, and probably from the perspective of if we're courting international investors, I mean, what are some of the things that, that change or that we need to be aware of? Well, the biggest thing every single time will be taxes because is there a tax treaty with that person's home country? How does that tax treaty look? Did they have proper tax guidance? Because the last thing you want to happen, and this happens way too often across the Canadian US border, is you know, American company goes and sells Canadian people, Canadians, their package. Lots of companies do this, small, medium, large. Here's our package, here's how you invest, turnkey investing, let's do it. Then the client, the person that you attract, the investor, does what you say. And this is kind of like I'm saying to you, don't do this. Does it the way that the Americans do it, goes back to Canada and has a huge tax bill because it didn't set up the right structure. So you've got to set up that right structure that meets the Canadian requirements. And it's not one size fits all. 
because you're going to have implications in your home country that the American company doesn't really care about because they only care about giving you the structure that works here. But that's not the structure that works in India, that works in Israel, that works in South Africa, that works in Canada. So you've got legal, you've got tax, you've got crossing borders. Do you need a visa? You've got running a business, you've got taking income. All of these things are part and parcel of what goes into your considerations. Yeah, sounds like a very complex topic and and it changes from country to country, right? Is the advice then that if someone is from a foreign country and looking to invest in the U.S., do they have to be getting specific counsel as well in their in their own country to understand the setup? It really depends. Most of the time, we in the U.S. have cross-border tax advisors that specialize in certain countries. Canada is easy. Okay. okay? Britain is easy. Mexico is easy. Israel is easy. Some of the smaller countries might not be as easy. Okay. So we just need to find some expert that is able to guide the client on that tax treaty. How does that impact you? What's the best structure? Like an LLC is treated differently in Canada than here. An LLC is treated differently in England than in Canada than here. How does that look? Mm-hmm. Gotcha. No, that makes a lot of sense. I think we all know there, there's an interest in U.S. real estate, right, from, from foreign investors. Being able to immigrate is obviously sounds like a big one. But what are some of the other things that your, your clients tell you about why they're seeking investments in the U.S.? Because they have heavily regulated real estate industries in their home countries, because the U.S. real estate industry does have so much opportunity, so many locations, so many options. There's a lot of ways to earn money. There's many streams of income. There's many paths to real estate investing, passive, active. You can usually follow everything virtually if you're investing passively. So there's a lot of ways and benefits to investing in the U.S. market. Gotcha. And as folks are seeking to invest in the U.S., is there, it sounds like there's a lot to consider uh, things to set up, but but just even getting your, your money into the country to make that investment, I mean, that, that's a pretty big hurdle, right? It is a big hurdle. Yes, absolutely. Because you have money laundering issues and all kinds of things related to how are they allowed to export their money from their home country. There's export considerations, there's currency conversion considerations, all kinds of different things. Absolutely. Yeah, very complex. I think we, we got to go back to your answer of, you know, talk to Lauren if, if we need some help in this space. If you have international investors that are interested, there's a lot of a lot of boxes that need to be checked, it sounds like, and a lot of different facets. And, and you're, that's what you said, you're serving as kind of that concierge to help them across all those different areas, right? So that's awesome. Sounds like an amazing service. As we wind down the show, there's there's one thing that I like to get into, an area called keys to success. And I'd love to get your answers to, to some of these questions. First off is, if you only had one question, what is the one question that, that every investor should, should be asking their attorney? Have you ever worked with a real estate investor from wherever before? X country. Gotcha. Yeah, it sounds like the, the specificity around the country is extremely important. Yes. What are you most proud of in your career? The ability to pivot. There's been a lot of pivoting through COVID, through being a single mom, through not being able to find my full potential as a lawyer in my traditional legal career, creating strong relationships through it all that have allowed me to pivot and be successful. That's awesome. That is definitely an amazing skill. What's a book that everyone should be reading? 
There's so many books that I love, but one of the books that I highly recommend is The E-Myth, if you haven't read it, by my friend, Michael Berger. It's and fantastic. every other book, there's The E-Myth for Real Estate Investors. Read that yeah. too. There's The E-Myth Revisited. Read the whole series. He's, he's <laughs> amazing. He's like yeah. the original six of the entrepreneurial book world. Yeah, I, I've read the the E Myth for Entrepreneurs, and it's uh, it's an amazing book. Very well. Yep. And lastly, what is your number one key to success? Stay in your lane. Don't try to do everything. If you are going to be successful in your business, it's going to be because you focus on what you do best, which is running your business, investing in real estate, whatever the business is. Don't try to do it all because you'll fail. And it's better to bring in specialists and experts in their fields because they're doing what they're doing for a reason. Don't try to be a lawyer if you're not. <laughs> yeah, that's And I don't try to be a tax accountant, okay? so <laughs> That's a really good one. Awesome. Well, very good. Lauren, thank you so much for, for coming on today. If folks want to get in touch with you and want to learn more, how can they reach out? Well, actually, I have a brand new website that's just launching. It's all my podcasts, which my podcast is called Investing Across Borders. So you can subscribe to that on Apple or Google or whatever. But my brand new website is laurenesq.com, which is where my podcasts are featured, L-A-U-R-E-N-E-S-Q.com. And you can find me on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, pretty much everywhere. I'm very much in the throes of social media. And um, you can reach me directly by calling 866-724-0085, 866-724-0085. If you email me, I'll give you my personal email since it matches laurenesq.com. It's laurenesq at gmail.com. And if you email me and ask me for a copy of my Real Estate Across Borders ebook and tell me that you found me on this lovely show, I will be happy to share that ebook and a coupon code with you. It's a $47 value and I'm happy to share that with you. Fantastic. Thank you for giving that gift to our listeners. And we'll make sure that all of that is linked down in the show notes so that folks can access all that and get a hold of you. But a lot of good ways to, to get a hold of you, a lot of good content that you're putting out. So once again, thank you so much, Lauren. Really fascinating conversation today. And thanks for being on the show. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I'll share that with you also. Have a good one. Take care, Kent. Thanks. Goodbye. Thanks for listening to another great episode of Ritter on Real Estate. Hit the subscribe button to make sure you don't miss out on the content that will make you a better investor. Also, visit KentRitter.com for articles, videos, and tools curated just for passive investors. Until next time, this is Kent Ritter with Ritter on Real Estate. Now go out and invest like a pro. 